joining right on back in the conversation here, crowned in his glory. I'm Kimberly, and thank you for joining me today in this wonderful conversation. We've been having quite the conversation, haven't we? It's been really good. We've been talking about the fruit of the Spirit, and I'm so thankful that Jesus paid the price so every bit of the seeds of the fruit of the Spirit could be placed inside of us at new birth. Aren't you glad about that? Yes, yes, and yes. And so that means that everything that um, pertains to life and godliness, I have that seed on the inside of me. Now it is my responsibility. Yes, it is to take that seed and do something with it. Don't let it just sit there dormant. Don't let the weeds snuff it out. But you must tend to that seed and make sure that you are watering it with the washing of the water of the word. Yes. And you're allowing the Holy Spirit to show you any weeds that need to be plucked and any pruning that needs to be done. (laughs) So I'm in our uh, last conversation or a couple of conversations ago, we talked about just the fruit of the spirit being a orchard. And I like orchards, don't you? You know, lemon ones, apple ones, pumpkin orchards. Yes, those those are those exist too. But there's all these wonderful fruits of the spirit that were inside of us at new birth. And so we're talking about just each one of them and kind of how we have to take them and work with them, have the Holy Spirit help us, you know, grow them into full manifestation, full maturity, so that we walk in the fullness with a mature orchard. Amen. We're going to get right back into um, Galatians, and this has kind of been our our key jump off point, if you want to say it, for our conversations of late. And I just want to get back into it. Now, I'm going to read this out of the mirror translation. And um, as you know, I like a lot of different translations. I think it's good to um, just understand when you look at things in different lights. Amen. So here we go. Galatians 5.22, and we're looking at it in the mirror translation. And the mirror translation also has like these footnotes that are right after the the verse. And I want to I want to read that to you as well. And then we're going to get right into the fruit that we're going to look at today. And you know what we're going to look at? Bum 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 patience. Oh, and we can chuckle at that. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to look at it and we're going to see what it is and what the word says we're to do and how we're to really walk in it. Amen. Now, I don't know if I'm going to get into all of that today, but that's my goal. So just agree with me that I get it all out. And this conversation is to the fullest the way that the Holy Spirit wants it to be so that we can all be stirred, including myself. You know, when we have these conversations, Holy Spirit is right here with us and he likes to address things and give us wisdom and not only minister to your heart, but to minister to mine as well, because that's just what he does. 
That's just who he is. He loves to bring light to us. He loves to bring freedom to us. He loves to bring truth, the truth of the word. Amen. And the power of the Holy Spirit, boom, it becomes a revelation. And it's not just something we see on a page, but it actually becomes revelation in our heart. And it's something that we walk in. Amen. We put into the practice. So here we go. The Spirit effortlessly bears the rich harvest of love, joy, peace, patience, yes, patience, kindness, goodness, integrity, gentleness, self-control. All these individually reveal the irresistible attraction of the inner life of our design, exactly how we were designed right? To walk in these, to have them full in full maturity in our life. Amen. That there's nothing, there's no other choice, but to have, um, these being picked out of our life. Amen. When others, we come into others contact, they know that there's love, there's joy, there's peace, there's patience, there's kindness, there's goodness, there, there's integrity, there's gentleness, there's self-control, right? They experience those things when they come in our presence because we have them inside of us and we flow in them. Amen. So they can pick out of that orchard anytime they want. So here's what the footnote says. There are, there are not fading. They are, I'm sorry. Here's what the footnote says. They are not fading, fragile emotions produced by willpower. So when we talk about patience, Later on, it's not by willpower that we stay patient. No, no, no. This is a fruit of what you know in your spirit to be true about you. Wow. That's power packed right there. We could talk for an hour about that, couldn't we? Let me just repeat it one more time. This is a fruit of what you know in your spirit to be true about you. It's about you, ladies. Daughter of the Most High, you are full of the fruit of the Spirit. It's true about you. You're not moved by feelings. You're moved by the Word of God, and the Word of God says it's about you. You have all these fruit on the inside of you, right? Right. Fruit is the effortless, spontaneous expression of the character of the tree. Wow. Rest in the awareness and assurance of who you really are. Who are you today, ladies? Is the word defining you? Or is the world defining you? Is your emotions and how you feel? And, and you may be saying, but you don't know I just lost every bit of patience I, I thought I had. Well, that's okay. What do you do? You shake it off and you say, that's not me. That's not me. The true me has all the fruit of the spirit in it. <laughs> I'm going to say that again. The true me, the God me has all of the fruit of the spirit in it. My flesh, my flesh is not ruling me. <laughs> my flesh is not ruling me because I live in the spirit. My spirit me. That's where I live. Come on, ladies. That's where we live. That's, that's a choice. That's what we have to choose. We choose to live in the spirit. 
And when our focus is living fully in the spirit, man, what a difference our natural (laughs) becomes, right? So we're going to move on a little bit. We're going to talk about what patience really is because Galatians 5.22, that's just kind of our our jumping off um, place for all of these discussions. And I would encourage you, go back and read Galatians if you haven't. Look at it. Look at, look at the whole, look at, look at five, just the chapter, but then even back up and read the whole book. It really isn't that long and it won't take you that much. And um, we're going to talk about patience. Here we go. Patience is the ability to take a great deal of punishment from evil people or circumstances without losing one's temper, without becoming irritated and angry, or without taking vengeance. Woo! Hello. Are we in the complete opposite of that right now in our society? Are we ones that are ones that are quick to snap and lose our temper? Are we ones that ones that become irritated and we're angry and and we are, you know, they're gonna pay for that. My my goodness, that's completely opposite of the fruit of the spirit. So let me read this one more time. The definition of what patience is, or one of I mean, you can find different renderings, different things, but this is what I've studied out. Patience is the ability to take a great deal of punishment from evil people or circumstances without losing one's temper, without becoming irritated and angry, or without taking vengeance. Man, hello. It includes the capacity to bear pain or trial without complaining. The ability to forbear under severe provocation and the self-control which keeps one from acting rashly even though suffering opposition or adversity. So patience is when we see that we've been done wrong when somebody has been so wrong to us, what do we do? We choose patience. We look at them through the eyes of Jesus. And when Jesus was hanging on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Now, we could look at that and we could say, oh, Jesus didn't know what they were doing. Are you kidding me? Didn't he know? I mean, he had been beaten. He had, he had been, you know, where he had to have the cross on his back all the way through the street and down to the very place that they were going to erect it. I mean, you're talking about hours of punishment. And he didn't know what they were doing. He's saying, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. But here's the thing. He said in his heart, forgive them. I forgive them. Father, forgive them. 
because they know not what they do. Here's the thing. If they really knew what they were doing, do you think they would have done it? I mean, out of their heart. Now, vengeance, vengeance is the Lord's. Doesn't he say, vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord? So is it our place when they've hurt us and we think they definitely know what they're doing? (laughs) That was their decision. They decided to do that. And what happens? We have to just say, Lord, I forgive them. I'm walking in patience. You're, you're not, you're not, um, allowing them to do something to me that, that you have not allowed me the ability to overcome. So let's, let's look on at this. The usual Hebrew expression for patience is related to the verb to be long, to be long. And it involves the idea of being, being long to get rifled or slow to become angry. So in other words, patience means we got the stamina to endure without becoming irritated, without becoming angry. And yes, it is a stretch. Yes, sometimes we think, oh, no, <laughs> and we find ourselves being very quick to snap back. But with the patience of heaven, we can choose to be long-suffering. We can choose it. Ladies, we got this. We can be long-suffering. We can have the, the steadfastness of heaven on the inside of us, Okay. Now, um, one of the words has the idea of remaining firm under test. Now, I've looked at some of these and and the the Greek and the Hebrew, and I because we're we're um, not where I could show you what those look like, what the the true lettering and and we're just looking at the meaning. So, if you have availability to study something out, go back and look at patience. Go back and look at the Greek and Hebrew and and what it's entailing, because it's it's a it's it's a great study. It's something that um, has helped me walk through difficult times in my life. It's it's the ability to be steadfast no matter what. You know, Scripture says that we're we 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 plan ourselves and we're not moved we're not tossed to and fro no we're not double minded no but we're firmly planted and when we firmly plant in the patience of heaven we can walk full of steadfastness and one of the the words has the idea of remaining firm under test and trial and is better translated endurance steadfastness the greek word is related to um refers to patience as long spiritness so you know we calmness of spirit so our temper is not moved and when we make a decision 
and we hear from heaven when when God says something to us, when he gives us a direction and we have no idea how it's going to happen. We just simply say, okay, Father, you said it. You gave me the direction. Holy Spirit, you're going to show me what I need to see in this. Jesus paid for for all that has to be paid for for me to have the fullness of this. I'm asking for your help in walking this out. And you know, when he says something we're not moved by what it looks like. We're not moved by what we feel. You know, you look at several mighty women in the word of God, Sarah. I mean, once she had made the the actual decision of, of, of the reality that there was going to be. Now, there was all kind of hoopla before. She tried, she and Abraham, Abram tried to do all kind of things to get (laughs) Isaac. But what happened? No, when God said it, and she finally got into the place of faith and agreement and became patient in the wait, boom, look at what happened. It came to be. Now, look at another one. Let's look at um, Esther. Oh, my goodness. For such a time as this, she was put in place. She walked the walk. She did everything she was to do. She, she went so far in every single thing, patiently knowing that there was going to be a change and that she was put into that place for such a time as this. Well, ladies, I just want to say you're here for such a time as this. You are alive. You are well. You are in the environment with the people around you for such a time as this. And you may say, well, Kimberly, that looks like and feels like the complete opposite. Well, I'm telling you, Holy Spirit is going to invade. He's going to reveal to you. He is going to show you purpose and his plan for right now. And you will patiently endure. Amen. With patience, you'll endure. And with patience, you will receive. Amen. Okay, let's look on a little bit more here. Patience is the ability of our God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, It's the ability of heaven. So when we look at godly patience and the fruit of the spirit that was placed inside of us, we have to look and say, "That's, that's doable. The ability of that is through God. Jesus Christ paid the price. Jesus Christ went before me. And so the seed has been placed inside of me. So patience is mine. Amen. Hallelujah. Patience is ours. Now, I want to take a little bit of the remainder of our time, and I want to look at a couple of scriptures. And I want to, um, let me just, I want to just look at um, in the the mirror translation one more time, and uh, I'm going to look at this 
And then we're going to go to, um, first off, we're going to go to Romans. Yes. Um, and we're going to look at eight, uh, verse 8, Romans 8, and we're going to look at some verses. Actually, I'm going to start in verse 23. And after we look at this Romans passage, we're going to go to Proverbs and we're going to finish up there and talking about a Proverbs. Amen. Okay. So verse eight, I'm sorry, chapter eight, verse 23 of Romans, we ourselves feel the grief echo of their groanings within us while we are ready to embrace the original blueprint also of our physical structure to the full consequence of sonship, or we could say daughtership. What we already now participate in as first fruits of the Spirit will bloom into a full gathering of the harvest. Okay, I'm going to read the footnote here um, because that's what I like to do, right? Of verse 23, the glorified physical body, also the full realization of everything reconciled in Christ. In James 1.18, it refers to, it was his delight resolved to give birth to us. We were conceived by the unveiled logic of God, the word of truth. We lead and exhibit his handiwork like first fruits introducing the rest of the harvest he anticipates. Wow. So in other words, we are his delight and we have all of his handiwork exhibited in us, right? Okay, so let's go on to verse 24. For what we already experience confirms our hope and continues to fuel our expectation for what we still cannot see. In the final visible completeness of the harvest, hope has fulfilled its function. So we must have hope, right? Remember all of these fruit interchange. They all work together. They all help each other, right? So verse 25, in the meantime, our expectation takes us beyond visual confirmation into a place of patient contentment, patient contentment. I want to say that again, patient contentment. When we walk in patience, when we walk in that place, in that fruit being fully immature, fully matured in our life, We walk in that place of contentment. So in other words, God says it, we see it, we believe it, and that completely settles it. That puts us in a place of contentment. So maybe you are here listening in and you've got something in your life. You've got someone, you've got a situation that you are believing God for. You you know it needs to change. You know it has to change. There is no way that it can continue to keep going the way that it is. Well, let me tell you, here's what 
patience will do. This is what patience will activate. When you see that situation in faith, you see it the way God sees it. You see the result he wants to have manifested. And you put your gaze upon that place and you fix your sight upon that sight. And you don't, you don't move. Patience anchors you. It puts you in a place of you're not moved by anything but what the word of God says about that situation. So by, by faith, you see it and you receive it. You take it. You activate it by love because that's how it's activated. Faith works by love. And then you patiently anchor yourself and say, that's all I'm focused on. It doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter what it looks like in the natural. What I see is what heaven has said about this situation. And you patiently do all that you have to do to stay focused on what heaven says about that situation. Amen. We're going to look in the last few minutes here at Proverbs Remember, we talked about Proverbs and that there was a Proverbs for every day. It's an easy way to read through the book of Proverbs, and it will help you because it's the book of wisdom, right? So it, that's what it's referred to anyway. Okay, and I would say it's full of wisdom, but the whole word of God is full of wisdom, right? <laughs> Hallelujah. And I just want to say this. I want to encourage you, you know, in in our lives, in my life, in our family's life, one of the things that we love to do is to, you know, not only do we put the word in front of us um, in written form, but we put the word on our ears, in our ears, in a, you know, playing form. It may be um, something on... Um, a Bible app that gives you the ability to read, you know, listen to someone reading the word. A lot of times we do that. There are some really cool um, resources out there that are the the word of God just being sung or to music. There, there, there's also some that are being read to music. So find, do some some homework and research. So just find yourself some some good resources and put them into your garden of your home and allow the word of God to continually renew you, continually washing you, amen, with the water of the word. So Proverbs 19, and I'm going to read this out of the Passion Translation in our last few minutes, and I'm going to go as far as I can go in this, but... Um, I want to get down to verse 11 for sure, but I really think that this is really good, period. So here we go. Let me get my shades on to be able to read this. Now they're clear shades. They're not tinted, but anyway. It's better to be honest even if it leads to poverty than to live as a dishonest fool. Whoa, hello. The best way to live is with revelation knowledge, for without it, you'll grow impatient and run right into error. So just in this first 
two two um two verses revelation knowledge will grow what patience yeah that's what it says so verse 3 there are some people who ruin their own lives and then blame it all on god being wealthy means having lots of friends but the poor can't keep the ones they have perjury won't go unpunished and liars will get all that they deserve Everyone wants to be close to the rich and famous, but our generous person, but a generous person has all the friends he wants. When a poor a man is poor, even his family has no use for him. Wow. That's pretty sad, isn't it? But it's so true right now in society for sure. How much more will his friends avoid him? For though he begs for help, they won't respond. Do yourself a favor and love wisdom. Learn all you can. Then watch your life flourish and prosper. Tell lies and you're going to get caught. And the hab habitual liar is doomed. It doesn't seem right when you see a fool living in the laps of luxury or a prideful servant running over princess. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Verse 11. A wise person demonstrates patience. For mercy means holding your tongue. When you are insul insulted, be quick to forgive and forget it for you are virtuous when you overlook an offense. The rage of a king is like the roar of a lion, but his sweet favor is like gentleness, refreshing rain. A rebellious son breaks a father's heart, and a nagging wife can drive you crazy. Uh-oh, we're not nagging wives, all of us that are married. No, we're wives that love our husband, esteem our husband, speak highly of our husband, right? Okay, verse 14. You can inherit houses and land from your parents, but a good wife only comes as a gracious gift from God. Ooh. Go ahead, be lazy and passive, but you'll go hungry if you live that way. Here's another way that we can really walk in a place that we need to. Verse 16, honor God's holy instructions and live life. I'm sorry. Honor God's holy instructions and life will go well for you. But if you despise his ways and choose your own plans, you will die. Whoa. Hello. This is Proverbs. <laughs> I'm reading from the word. Every time, verse 17, every time you give to the poor, you make a loan to God. Don't worry, you'll be repaid in full for all the good you've done. Don't be afraid to discipline your children while they're still young enough to learn. Don't indulge your children to be swaying and swayed by their pre, uh, protest. 
A hot-tempered man has to pay the price for his anger. If you bail him out once, you'll do it a dozen times. Listen well to wise counsel and be willing to learn from correction so that by the end of your life, you'll be known for your wisdom. A person may have many ideas concerning God's plan for his life, but only the designs of his purpose will succeed in the end. A man is charming when he displays tender mercy to others. A lover and a lover of God who is poor and promises nothing is better than a rich liar who never keeps his promises. When you live a life of abandoned love, surrendered before the awe of God, here's what you'll expect. Abundant life. Continual protection and complete satisfaction. There are some people who pretend they're hurt, deadbeats who won't even work to feed themselves. If you punish the insolent who don't know any better, and that's like the innocent, they will learn not to mock. But if you correct a wise man, he will grow even wiser. Okay, we're almost done, and then we're going to kind of look at this real quick. Children who mistreat their parents are an embarrassment to their family and a public disgrace. So listen, my child, don't reject correction or you will certainly wander from the ways of truth. A corrupt witness makes a mockery of just, justice for the wicked never pay by the rule, play by the rules. Judgment is waiting for those who mock the truth and foolish living invites a beating. Wow. Hello. Now that was the passion translation. And I know that's kind of a paraphrase. So some of that wording is modern day, but here's a couple of things that I want us to just take away from what we read. Of course, um, in verse Two, the best way to live is with revelation knowledge, for without it, you'll grow impatient and run right into error. So our patience, our patience is connected to revelation knowledge. It's connected to Holy Spirit. It's connected to the word of God. So word and spirit have to be activated in our life, have to be prioritized in our life, have to be front and center right? Because we don't want to become impatient and run right into error. We want to be full of patience and we want to know truth and not error, right? Okay, so let's go on down. Let's look at verse 11. A wise person demonstrates patience for mercy means holding your tongue. Whoa, that means we have to learn when to be quiet when to engage in something, and when to just remain quiet and full of patience. Because if we remain quiet and full of patience, that situation most of the time is going to come full circle, right? And we stay in peace and patience all, all, the, all the way through it, right? Because we don't engage. So we hold our tongue. When you're insulted, be quick to forgive and forget it, 
Forget it. For you are virtuous when you overlook an offense. So we're full of virtue. We're full of we're full of God when we just are quick to forgive and forget it and let it go. You know, um, sometimes that's hard to do in the natural, but with God, all things are possible. And yes, I said that with God, all things are possible. And you may say, well, you don't know my story. Well, then the revelation of God is going to have some work to be done because the fact of the matter is with God, all things are possible. So with God, you can forgive and you can forget. Don't ask me how I know, because I've had a lot of choices that are set before me, just like you. What are we going to do? Are we going to choose? Are we going to choose to hold our tongue? And when we're insulted, when somebody is harsh and insults us and, and his just outright untruth that's happening in front of us, speaking untruth, what do we do? We forgive and we forget. Now, I want to go on here that I think is interesting because verse 13 here talks about a nagging wife. Now, a nagging wife is not something that is going to help a home. A good wife only comes as a gracious gift from God. Now, that's verse 14. A good wife only comes as a gracious gift from God. So here's the thing. We are a gift from God in our homes to our husbands. We're a gift to our, to our children. And so we have to know that we are that gift. And we don't have to push in our homes. We don't have to push with our husbands. We just have to look at ourselves as a precious gift because that's what God God did. He gave us to our husbands as a precious gift. Okay, so um, for time's sake, I'm trying to hurry here. Um, let's go back to, um, go on down to verse 16. Honor God's holy instruction and life will go well for you. But if you despise his ways and choose your own plans, you'll die. Wow. <laughs> Woo. Hello. We want life, 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 and life more abundantly. We want life. So we honor God's holy instructions, right? So when we see something in the word, then we, we honor it. So his, his holy instruction says the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And that's my, my quick version of them. Those are all in my life and I walk in them. I choose them. I choose to grow them. I choose to tend them. I choose to walk in them, right? Okay. That means we're going to have long life. We're not going to have death. We're going to have long life, right? Right? It's going to be well with, with us when we honor his instruction. Now we're going to go on down to verse verse 20. Listen well to wise counsel and be willing to learn from correction so that by the end of your life, you'll be known for your wisdom. Wow. Hello. Thank you, Jesus, that we're known for our wisdom. We are wise women 
of God, daughters of the Most High. We hear our Father's voice and we know no stranger. And when we hear his voice and his instruction, we do what he says to do and we say what he says to say. And we don't do anything that he does not tell us to do. And we don't say anything that he does not tell us to say. Whoo, what a place to live. And it's possible, ladies, it's possible we can do it, can't we? When, okay, verse 23, this is the last one we're going to look at. When you live a life of, of abandoned love, suffered from the awe of God. Okay, we're going to go down to verse 23. When you live a life of abandoned love, surrendered before the awe of God, Here's what you'll experience. Now, this is what I want to leave you with today. This is what we're going to experience because we are surrendered, right? And we live a life of surrendered love, abandoned love, full of the fruit of the spirit, God's love working in us, surrendered before the awe of him. Here's what we're going to experience. Abundant life continual protection, and complete satisfaction. So today, thank you for joining me for this discussion as we've discussed patience and the fruit of the Spirit. And I declare that you are living, you are truly living in a place of, of, of the goodness of God. You're, you're living in just the fullness of everything that he has for you.